folks. The Field and Garden Podcast is honored to be partnering with the Growing for Market magazine. They have been publishing practical ideas and information for direct market flower and vegetable growers for over 31 years. All the articles are written by farmers who get their hands dirty and know what they're doing. The magazine is still on the same mission as when the Flower Farmer book author Lynn Bozinski founded this magazine back in 1992 to connect growers with the best ideas from other growers. There is dedicated flower content in every magazine, a decade's worth of back issues and over 1,600 archived articles from writers like Aaron Benzenkang, Gretel Adams, Pamela and Frank Arnowski, and Jonathan and Megan Lease, all available on the website. With 10 new issues every year available on paper, digital, or both, you're guaranteed to find something to fine-tune your farm and growing for market. So if you do farmer's markets, CSA, farm stands, pick your own florist sales, or wholesaling, whether you're a commercial grower or you just want to grow like one, subscribe to Growing for Market for the nitty-gritty details of growing, marketing, and the business of local farming. And I have a special offer for you. Use the coupon code WORKSHOP to get 25% off any subscription to the original Farmer to Farmer magazine at growingformarket.com. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Field and Garden Podcast. It is your friend and host, Lisa Mason Ziegler, and kind of glad you've dropped in here today. This was kind of an unexpected um, recording time for me. I was just sitting here um, preparing for my day, going through what I go through every morning um, after we have breakfast and Stevie scoots out to work. I make our bed, um, and then I settle down for about 30 minutes of time of where I do a little devotional or Bible study and pray, and um, the devotional this morning was talking about the Sabbath, and it was really interesting, but it provoked me to remember back when I first started farming, when I first met Stevie, and then married him over, you know, 27 years ago, I think it was. I'm not very good at remembering when we got married, y'all. I was introduced to um, a day of rest that I had never observed before, and I believe that it became a really big part of what helped me to succeed and be what I needed to be for the other six days. So more about that in just a moment. If you're new here, welcome, friends. I am really happy that you've dropped in. This is a podcast where I talk about flower farming, growing flowers, whether it's about the business, about a group of flowers, or about problems facing farmers. Um, I just kind of share from my two and a half decades of flower farming, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And because I think for folks to really feel informed 
and empowered, you really have to know the whole picture, right? So today, um, I think I'm going to call this taking a break. We, I'm now recording this in the first week of July, and we are heading in for here in my region, the hottest, most weed-growing, typically slowest sale season for most of us um, that there is. Because while everybody else is vacationing and taking a break, we are slinging posies like nobody's tomorrow. And if there was ever a time to break a farmer, it's in the next two months in my experience. So let's just take a little walk through what I call, you know, reaping what you sow for sure. So when I first um, met Stevie, I didn't really experience this until we were married and we moved in to what was Stevie's home. So when Steve and I met, you know, gardening was kind of what got us together. And then once we got married, about a year after that time, we moved into my house, which was 11 miles from what is now our home. He lived here as a bachelor. This was his grandparents' homestead. And it was quite a bachelor pad, y'all. He literally rebuilt his 1968 Harley Chopper long pipes and all in the living room of what is my house now. So it was up for a little redo, right? So when we got married, and the bathroom had no door. So when we got married, he moved into my home. And then this home went under major renovations. I mean, the whole place was gutted, da-da-da-da-da. Anyway, so during that 18 months of construction, farming and gardening weren't really, you know, on the scene for me. I mean, we were too busy taking care of two houses and everything that goes along with that, right? So then it finally happened. We moved in here, and top of the bill for me was, that was during the time that I had read Lynn's book, Lynn Brzezinski's book, The Flower Farmer, and knew I'd found my dream, right? And I started pursuing it. Well, what that meant was, you know, Steve was, you know, as he is now, had a big family business. Um, I was still working at Denby Animal Hospital full-time. I was the business manager, um, and I started fiddling in building this little flower farm. And what that meant was I was doing it like after hours. Well, it quickly became apparent to me that to me up until that point, Sundays was just another work day, kind of. I mean, while I knew that we went to church in the morning and had lunch, Sunday afternoon was like, all right, let's go out and get a job done. Let's check some stuff off my list. Well, I, it was kind of a, which I won't go into all the details, it was, became quickly apparent to me that working on Sundays wasn't really a part of Steve's life. Um, that was a day of rest. It was the Sabbath, um, which is a whole big, you know, amazing, good roots um, bit of um, belief 
that I totally get it now. So what would happen is Sunday afternoon, we'd go um, after church, we'd go to Steve's mom's house, have dinner with, you know, our extended family, big, huge deal. I mean, we had Thanksgiving every Sunday after church until COVID actually. Um, And then that kind of broke up a little bit. But anyway, um, then we'd come home, kind of take a little nap um, after, you know, throwing down and having like a Thanksgiving-like dinner. And then I would get pop out of, you know, my nap ready to roll. Let's do something. And it was kind of a point of contention until I came around to the fact that Sunday was a day of rest. It's deeper than that. I mean, it was also a day of visiting with family and all this kind of stuff. But what really became apparent to me as I began farming, full-fledged farming, like in total consumed by farming, what a gift Sundays became because I wasn't required to go out and in my mind and harvest and weed and I mean, I could actually rest, and I really feel like that was a huge gift to me, and it really helped me. And then, so during that time, um, my neighbor back then who owned the 40-acre horse boarding farm next to me that really made our place so much more, I mean, the surrounding area so much more special Um, was we had this beautiful view, and Oliver, who had been a dairy farmer um, and owned a couple of farms and ran a lot of cows, and um, so Oliver and I became really great friends, and if you've read my books, I kind of tell the story of Oliver um, and him and our relationship in there and how he was just such a huge um, bit of wisdom for me. I can still remember the day that I was out, this is back before I had employees, out killing myself. I had two quarter-acre gardens. I was selling everything that I was growing, and I, which fuels you to almost kill yourself, right? It's like when people want more, I focused on giving them more all the time, right? Oliver was mowing the field, pulled up along the side of the fence, And turned his tractor off, and the whole time I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I do not have time to stop and talk to this old man. You know, but I thought, all right, he is an old man. You better stop and talk. You just never know. All this is playing out in my mind as I am pouring sweat, cutting flowers in the afternoon, um, you know, because I had so much to do. I just could never get all the flowers cut back then. And I can remember Oliver's cutting the tractor off and saying, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with you? You look like you're about to croak. He said it in his own way, but that's basically what he was saying. And I said, oh, my gosh, Oliver, I just can't get it all done. I go to bed every night with more on my to-do list than when I woke up that morning. It's killing me. I'm about, I mean, he said, you know, first off, you got to get a better hat. That's when I started wearing the pith helmet. Totally love that hat. You can find that on our website. That's the hard hat that you see mailmen wearing. It is like the best hat ever. Anyway, um, Oliver said something to me that day that just 
made me realize, first off, I was feeling like I was a failure. I was not able to get it all done, right? He said, Lisa, I farm Monday through Friday. And if I can't get the jobs done Monday through Friday, they don't get done on Saturday. I take the Mrs., as he called his wife, into town to get the groceries and the boys get their hair cut. And then on Sunday, we rest. That's the Sabbath. And it was like, if it doesn't get done Monday through Friday, then it's either not important or I figure it out. And that was just such a turning point to me. And I still didn't quite get how significant having a day of rest is. And, you know, through the years, as I talked to my flower farming friends and colleagues and peers and see from a distance how other people do it. Frankly, I don't see how farmers that work seven days a week do it. I mean, put aside Sabbath, right? I mean, you have to rest your body. If you wring yourself out seven days a week, you're going to die sooner than later. You're going to poop out. You're going to run out of gas. You have to fuel your tank. And I totally feel like that has been such a significant part for me. And it made me think of, um, you know, y'all, I just, I don't make up most anything that you see me do. I see other people doing it and apply it to my situation. I don't know if you ever... um, thought about it this way. There's a little saying sitting on my desk um, that says, trust the process. And what is the process? The process is people, product, and process. And what that means is if you are building a business, you have to have the best people, which I do, You have to sell a product that you totally believe in, which I always have. My flowers were top quality. We now just sell the tools, seeds, and supplies that I use. We don't just buy all the new stuff coming down the pike, you know. We sell the same stuff that I use and limit it to that. And then the system of how you do it, the process of how you execute all of that, Well, trusting that process and figuring it out is a huge part of this evolution of becoming a more experienced and efficient farmer, right? And, you know, now at this time of the year, when it's at the, that pinnacle moment where it's hot your garden and farm is growing faster than you. You know what I mean? It's like it shows its head now how little groundwork perhaps you've done or how much you've overplanted or over. I mean, it all kind of becomes apparent to me at this time of the year. It's like, why am I killing myself harvesting when sales are slow? I now should be planning and planting or starting my fall stuff, you know, fall blooms, 
fall planting of spring blooms because we're so overwhelmed in our lack of planning and experience today. You know, now is the time to perform triage is what I call it. It's like, all right, sales are down. I have 50 million flowers. What am I mowing? Because if you don't eliminate part of the pressure, that's going to just drag you down even further. So, you know, for me, I've just spent the weekend. We took a four-day weekend um, with 4th of July. We closed. I closed the business office on Monday so that the team had Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Really, most of them had Friday also because Friday, the business office is always closed, but we do that show on Friday. So Kelly, Susie, and Suzanne and I um, do that. But it just really gave me some time. You know what I did? I sat down and kind of did my first step of planting my fall planted garden, cool flowers. Totally feeling ahead of the game. And that really allows me, that that guided me. Bobo and I will have the talk this morning. It's like, all right, this is the block of the garden that's going to be cool flowers. Don't plant any new sunflowers here. Don't plant anything that's going to be blooming this year here. Don't plant anything in here the rest of the year. This garden will be slowly eliminated, cover crop, tarped, something to hold it until it's time for fall planting. And y'all, if I had not done some planning for my garden, would I have this space in my mind to think about this, to process this, to have the, the gas to go out there and do this? No. I have to trust the process. Um, and I just can't explain to you how taking a break is a big part of this. So the rest of that story is I hear a lot of my flower farming friends um, I mean, many of them, and I did this for many years, think, okay, I will go at 100 miles an hour through the season and then take a vacation in January. Well, I contend that making your day-to-day life more manageable through taking a day of rest, through planning better, through thinking through the whole process, so many people now, and I'm kind of heading into this little model of planning to have the most in early spring and spring and early summer and then going really light during summer so that I can ramp back up again in fall. That, my friends, is a smart model. Dave Dowling and I, you know, we were just together for our open farm along with Val Shermer and um, Ellen Frost and I recommend we just, there was a Seed Talk um, episode, that's our sister podcast, where um, Lane kind of interviewed the four of us after our open farm, and it was so good. All of us were together for dinner on that Friday night before, and Dave Dowling and I and Ellen and Val talked about um, a new episode that's coming out here on Field and Garden about the state of the industry. And Dave and I, who, you know, we started farming back in the dinosaur age, right? We 
were under the understanding back then when there was so little help for farmers, right, that we had to grow as much for as long as possible. We just knew that we needed to grow more and more because we were selling it and selling it and selling it. There was never any consideration, oh, maybe I should limit what I grow, make it more um, in demand, and kind of like create myself a little life. Back then, we were just going 100 miles an hour all the time. And we learned from that. And we were successful. But oh my gosh, were we so exhausted and tired. We were dead meat. And it doesn't have to be that way. And if that's your choice, go for it. Just saying that there is another way. And just listening to that, um, my devotional podcast this morning, I listened to um, Discover the Word podcast, by the way. Totally awesome deeply knowledgeable theologians um, that have a great conversation. Um, anyway, their discussion this week about the Sabbath just made me instantly jump to why farmers need to rest more during the season. And, you know, that whole trust the process, do your homework, set up your farm, do it, and trust the process has proven for me to be incredibly successful. So that's just a little food for thought, y'all. Take a break. Um, You don't have to go 100 miles an hour until you reach that time. You can do it as part of your farming life. So friends, if you're feeling like it's time to buckle down and get your farm um, ready to be in order and get your business peas in a row, um, our Flower Farming School online, my course, The Basics, um, Annual Crops, Marketing, and more, as well as Dave Dowling's course, Flower Farming School, Bulbs, Perennials, Shrubs, and Woodies, sorry, and more, are available if you're ready to buckle down and get down to business and create a system, a process, so that you can incorporate more rest time, downtime, taking a break time, and focus on business instead of just going pedal to the metal, as Dave and I did, which is an okay way to do it, but there is another way. So head on over to thegardenersworkshop.com Check it out. Um, those We would love to have you join in school. We have a private community where if your questions are not answered, and there are thousands of questions that each he and I in our respective courses answer that are keyword searchable, um, you know, it's all there. You just have to make the time. We, friends, we have to prioritize And you have to spend some time learning every week in your business. It's not just, okay, read a book and do it. It's a lifelong process, as I am. I mean, we're just constantly learning. So you'll learn more about that and the other work that we're doing at thegardenersworkshop.com. Connect with us on our podcasts, on our blog, 
um, our weekly live shopping show, our online garden shop, and friends, we have a fully stocked online library of online courses to help you learn how to grow flowers, explain your flower business, um, and do whatever you take the time to learn about. Until we meet again, friends, ciao.